Hello, everybody! Hello! How's it going? Good! It's another Power Trip Gaming Powercast! Really? Another episode of the Power Trip Gaming Powercast? I couldn't tell. Because now you're listening with, with power! Ooh, yeah! It's like you guys rehearsed this or something. Power, power, power! Wow. Right. Are we an old talk show now? <laughs> Let's not get into that again. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. How are you, uh, you guys doing? How are you doing? Doing pretty good. How's everybody good. looking? My brain's right. killing me right now. Your brain's killing you? Yeah. Headache, huh? Tension headache. Back oh, here. gotcha. Oh. I've been having headaches, like, this entire week. It's just, oh. Yeah, me too. That's it's, really weird. Yeah, maybe, maybe it is, like, the, the <laughs> outside temperatures. So. Synchronizing our special times. <laughs> You <laughs> could be right. <laughs> hey, they do say men do get periods, well, just not, not to the, not the Shark Week version of periods. So, so, uh, okay, we menstruate. I suppose that's I really the term understand it is, I guess. that. But where do you get headaches and menstruation? Like, I don't understand where the two meet. I just what? Paul, Are you serious headaches? right now? Headaches? Haven't you ever had a girlfriend that was on her period? Yes, but I usually get a headache. I've never, never experienced one where when she was on her period, she also got headaches too. It's mostly because he ran away and hid. Ain't that the truth? Fucking hiding in the parent bunker. No, I will <laughs> say this though: is that I've known. Um, have you ever heard of uh, cluster migraines? Yes. Oh, absolutely. And, it's, and it usually tends to happen with like the shifting of the seasons, mm. and so like pressures are different and stuff like that. That just looks like it's it's a oh. terrible, terrible thing. Like, I, oh. I get migraines every so often. Mm. N- not to the point that, like, the cluster headaches get or the cluster migraines. Yeah. Um, the worst migraine I've ever had is the ones where you, you end up throwing up because you're so nauseous from the pain. Oh, and, like, sure. just being yeah. in light is killer to you. Yeah. I've, I've had those, but not... That's very, very, very rare. I Fortunately enough, I've never had a migraine. Ugh, um, they're not pleasant. I remember one time having, like, stomach pains, like, while I was pooping. Um, where, <laughs> and you pooped and it was over. No, no, no. It's like, have you ever had a stomach pain where it's so sharp, it hurts so badly that you almost feel like you're going to throw up? You're talking to a guy who has colitis. Yeah, I, yeah, I know exactly what that's like. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's terrible. You don't know what to do. It's like, well, oh, do I get off terrible. the toilet to throw up, or do I just grab a, a trash can, and, and then it's coming out both ends? Like, I, I just don't know what to do. Well, you go in the tub. You can throw up and shit at the same time in the tub. Please tell me you've never done that before. No, I've never done that, but I'm just saying that could be that's a solution to your problem. That is not a solution. That, that, that's not no, a solution. That is not a solution. No. No, 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 no. It's better no, than no. sticking your face into the toilet and puking or after you shit. Yeah, right? Fucking getting a shit mustache. <laughs> in, in the splashback? <laughs> oh, obviously, why don't disgusting. You, obviously, why don't you flush the toilet before you freaking puke? If you fall, you might not be able to make it. I'm talking about a guy who took like six laxatives at once to try to take a shit. I did. I called it a redneck colon cleanse. You're an idiot. <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to flush my system, and that was the best way to do it. What an opening! <laughs> but anyway, what's new with you guys? Anything fascinating? What you, What you guys been up to? Finishing out God Eater Three. Hey, it's about that. Yeah, I, know, I got sidetracked by a lot of stuff. This uh, has to be the first time in history I finished a game before you. Yeah, especially that one because I was so far ahead of you, and then I just kind of fell off because I started playing, I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe. And then, well, and then Spider-Man before it. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Spider-Man. Uh, I did that. Spider-Man, as he's called in Japan. <laughs> I grabbed um, Sniper Elite 4 for the, one of the free <clears throat> games this month. Yeah, I saw and, that that was free with PS Plus. And I beat that already. Of course. <laughs> uh, but other than that, not too much. Saw scary stories to tell in the dark. I don't even know what that is. You, do you remember the books? No. You, you don't. It's almost like a, almost like an R.L. Stein type, like you don't Goosebumps re- like those. Thing. It was yeah. like the old black. It was. Uh, Wait a minute, is that the one? Okay, I remember very vividly a cover where it was like a guy, guy like a guy with a yeah. You could see like veins and nervous system, and he had a pipe. Yeah. Okay, do yeah, remember, I do remember. Do you that remember? Book. And then like, there's the story of like 
the guy who eats the soup that has the toe in it and the ghost comes after yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. based on the, the original books. And it was the movie was actually really good. That sounds lame. Nah, fuck <laughs> you. I don't like you anymore. I did notice it was weird because it's, it's scary uh, stories to tell in the dark and then the rating, it was like PG-13. So I'm like, that's that's. Well, you got to remember the books were written for kids. Yeah, I know. And so, Even though yeah. when they got they were released, they did try to ban them in some places. Oh, of course they did. Because Australia, they were, probably. No, actually, well, here in the U.S., go figure. Oh, Really? Yeah, I mean, well, it's because no different than a freaking no, ghost story. No, because if you actually, they're like, like R.L. Stein is one like level of creepy, I guess you could call it. Yeah, but these, what like people thought they stepped over the line between the artwork and the way the stories were, uh, because they were closer to like the grim fairy, the original grim fairy tales. Oh, so gotcha. people thought they were too much for little kids to handle. It wasn't. So, are you afraid of the dark on Nickelodeon? Hey, yeah, they're that no, back. No. Oh my god, they are why? Uh, Nickelodeon's making a new show based on that. Ridiculous. It's like, but, uh, like the Twilight Zone of horror for kids. Oh, it was yeah. so stupid. <laughs> but um, with the, with the movie, Guillermo del Toro did the creature designs. Oh, okay. did he really? Like, he's so always... he and so they're like accurate to the book, like the original illustrations mm-hmm. and stuff. So they look fantastic on screen. Cool. He's he's done some incredible work as like a monster designer. Oh yeah, and, um, absolutely. Well, yeah, just like, I like actually Hellboy not and... not too long ago, I actually watched the movie finally for the first time because the movie came out in like two thousand five or two thousand four. Um, but it's called Pan's Labyrinth. You fight? Oh my! I know. I literally I've wanted to watch a movie for like ten or twelve years, and I finally went to a half price books, and I I remembered. I'm like, you know what? I want to watch Pan's Labyrinth, and I checked to see if they had it. Sure enough, they had it Such on DVD. A great movie. And the monster designs were just like. Oh my god! Yeah, I love the guy with the with the, the eyes in his hands. Where he's he's, got, he's yeah. like this like flesh monster, and he's got this feast, and the girl comes in, and eventually she's not supposed to eat anything yeah. as long as you don't eat anything from the table, you're fine. And she eats these like humongous grapes. Well, but see, yeah, I suppose the context makes sense because I don't think you've seen. I it. have not. So I, I've heard great pla- things. It but takes place during World War Two. World War Two. So she's in Germany, and basically they're like st- they're starving. Her mom is with some Nazi officer. She's okay. pregnant. Yeah. But, like, she asks her mom's sick, so she goes through this portal to get something to help her mom. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she sees this feast, and so she eats something. But the creature has, like, no eyes. And he's sitting there, and eventually she takes something, and he picks up these eyes and puts them in his hands. And then he sits like this, and, and that's how it looks. Cool. He holds his the hands The design up is front, so yeah. creepy looking. It's really cool. It, yeah, it was, it was super creepy, but... Um, but again, and I, I always and feel fallen. like I, I always feel like I go back to to Silent Hills. But honestly, like the creature designs that Guillermo del Toro was capable of, that he was that that he has done in his movies, I would have loved to have seen some Silent Hills, or Silent Hill creatures that were designed by Guillermo del Toro. Like, it's... oh, it would have been. And, and I'm not taking anything away from Masahiro Ito. Because he was the the creature designer for Silent Hill, like one, two, and three, I think. He may have even been uh, on on four as well. Yeah, but um, when it comes to creature designs, I don't think anyone Guillermo has quite the same just, imagination. That Guillermo Del Toro just has an incredible imagination, and it's just oh man, that's just, cool. Yeah, yeah, I will say it's a it's a shame. I feel like the world was deprived of Silent Hills and what it could have been. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a real shame. But I mean, silver linings though. We did get a Silent Hill uh, pachinko machine, um, so that was that. That's that's gonna cut I you mean, deep for years, man. I mean, I I feel like you you get to be in Silent Hill while you're playing pachinko. It's it's amazing. Yeah, but you gotta remember the same stuff happened with Castlevania. Yeah, but but granted, I suppose Ego was at least able to do his own yeah thing. So. So yeah, that was like a generation before then. Is ego was, uh, or Iga? Iga. Iga. Iga, Iga was. Uh, I don't know what his actual name is. Iga was uh, kind of turned away from Konami because it got too big for Konami to deal with, and maybe he was a little bit of a I, I don't know, like a prima donna too, where it's, I don't know, a bit of an egoist. Be, yeah, egoist, but. But um, and then uh, what is it? Ten ten years later, then same things happened to uh, freaking. Hideo Kojima. Oh, it's just one of those things where they, Konami as a company was basically like, well, these aren't as profitable as these are, so mm-hmm. meh. Yeah, well, so. Capcom did the same thing to uh, Inafune, so, yeah. unfortunately. So, mm. I mean, like, wow. I, I, I get 
as a company needing profit, like I understand that, but there's a certain point where basically the company is stepping on the toes of like art mm-hmm. and the the forwarding of it, and it's just you got to find it's finding that fine line between the two where. Mm-hmm. You can make. I mean, a great example is the Metal Gear series. Mm-hmm. There's some great artwork and some some like concepts in there, but they don't make money. They mm-hmm. are money pits, yeah. right? So yeah. I mean, that's good. I mean, the same thing I guess is happening currently now with uh, Borderlands. Yeah, Borderlands Three. Mm-hmm. So this was the reason I actually I wanted to do this podcast was. Um, so, for anybody who doesn't know, obviously, Borderlands 3 is on the horizon in just a month, about. Um, I'm, well, pretty, I'm pretty pumped up for it. Actually. We will be opening the Collector's Edition on camera for you guys, too, because I still have that ordered. Oh, yes. So, Absolutely. If it doesn't ship to, to New, uh, New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, lately, I've been playing a lot of Borderlands, Borderlands 2, just just for funsies, because I've been... I've Excuse me, holy crap. Whoa. <laughs> I beat Bloodstained, so I've been kind of bouncing back and forth between games, so... You know what? I was in the mood for a shooter, so I plugged in Borderlands, and it's like, you know what? I'm kind of getting into this, so I think I, I pre-ordered Borderlands Three. I'm ready for it. So, this is, which is weird because he doesn't like always pre-order. No, not usually. It has to be a game that it's I'm, usually a niche RPG yeah. that you pre-order. That ones that'll come in smaller quantities. You don't really pre-order AAA titles all that often. No, I, tr- I and, and I usually don't get upgraded versions unless it's a series I absolutely adore. Like yeah. Persona Five, mm-hmm. I pre-ordered the collectors immediately because I love the Persona series. Mm-hmm. Super, super good. Zelda, obviously, you know stuff like that I'll pre-order, but otherwise, yeah, I'll usually get it after the fact. Well, honestly, AAA titles, it's not like you have to pre-order the the regular game or even the collector's edition because obviously there's going to be millions of copies out there. Oh, yeah. Everybody who wants one is going to get one. You don't have to... Collector's editions these days are sort of sliding back into actually being collector's editions. Uh, You know what, though? That hurts nothing because at least... I'm glad. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that they do that because I remember... Frickin' comic book industry used to do that too, where every time that there was a number one, they would say like collector's like item. That's like, Superman. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, and so it's like anything that you're advertising as a collector's item, or like in the or in the fact of like uh, the Halo Two. You remember the Steelbook version of Halo yes. Two, where they're like the limited edition like Steelbook, which granted it was the first time a game was released in a Steelbook like case. Oh, that's true, yeah. And what they did not say is that the limited edition means that it was limited to like once all of the sources of metal in the entire galaxy are gone, <laughs> that's when the limit's out. So it's like <laughs> yeah. That's like any any game that releases is a day 1 edition. I'm sorry, there's never a day 2. No. <laughs> like yeah. I sort like I bought you Trails of Cold Steel for for the PS4 after uh, I touted it for so long and Ke- Paul and I got it for you, that's all you can order is day one edition, like mm-hmm. the launch title. That's it. You get that, uh, and it always comes with all this stuff. There is the, I, there have been a couple of games that I've gotten where like the day one editions. I mean, great one was Border, uh, I'm a Prototype Two, I think. Mm. Originally, the day one edition came with a bunch of extra missions and I think an extra skin that weren't available for a couple of years afterwards. Yeah, they were yeah. only exclusive to that version until mm-hmm. basically it was okay. We've done making a profit on this. Let's make profit here now. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but anyways, back to Borderlands because we <clears throat> kind of digressed yep. the way we yes. do. So I ordered not the not the big one that you got, but I got the one underneath it. The ninety dollar one that comes the, with the season pass. No, I got the oh, maybe no. Mine was I think eighty something. I don't know because it's originally sixty. I got the next one up from that. Okay. It, it didn't come with... Maybe it was 80. Okay. I, don't know. I know some some season pass ones are like 90, some are 80. It just depends on the company. Yeah. I don't think I got the season pass. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that one. I got the so one... So you might got like the deluxe edition? What is it? I think so. What is it? What does it come with? So the one that I have comes with like different... It, it comes with like retro skins and oh, like okay. different things you can change your character. Yeah, outfits, like heads. DLC and stuff like that. No DLC. That's that's the next one up is it comes with the four DLC mission pack. Oh, I just... I meant downloadable just, content is in like like skins and stuff. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That you have to download in order to get. So, right, okay, right. This is equivalent of Juggernaut. Kind ah, of. But yeah, they'll actually be available like later. Ah, uh, cool. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, got, up, I got Juggernaut on my... <laughs> Good old Juggy Claws. Yeah. 
so I got that edition. So of course I'm I'm pumped up. You know I'm still playing it right now, and um, so I'm scrolling through Facebook as I do every so often when I get bored, and I happen to see this thing about Gearbox and this this hashtag that's been going around or something called hashtag Boycott Borderlands Three. So I was like I was curious, you know, I, I, I got curious about it, so I clicked on it or whatever, and it, it was this article about this huge hubbub about these these people trying to boycott Borderlands 3. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, why? <laughs> so, like, the article, well, you, you can probably describe it better than I can about the hubbub with it. Alright, so basically what happened is there have been leaks and other information been getting out um while well, a couple of people noticed that on one of the developer live streams that was done out to the public there was because they were showing off the new echo cast like um twitch like interface so that fans can watch and kind of interact and get guns in the game yeah while watching other people <laughs> play so they noticed there was one segment where Gearbox basically didn't hide the name of, like, the Twitch channel. So some people went, and they spotted it, and they started following the channel. Right. Well, it was just a dev, a dev, a dev channel. It wasn't really meant to actually get out to the public. So there was been times, I guess, where devs have been using it to show stuff, parts of the game to other development pe like teams... And people were getting images and like um, Ike, like just different image, like stuff from this that wasn't meant to get out to the public. So essentially stealing. Yeah, I mean, for lack of for lack of other ways of putting it, yeah, it is technically a form of theft. Yeah. Um. So this this stuff was getting put out, and while yeah, it probably upset Gearbox. It wasn't Gearbox that did anything. Um, the publisher did you said it's 2K? two K two two K yep okay two K games two K uh, interactive um, basically they sent these um, these two private investigators to the the one chant guys to to investigate this house yeah to see mm -hmm. like <coughs> like what if they could ascertain where his leak was from so that they could uh, basically stem it they could get mm -hmm. rid of it yeah stop it from happening yeah. um so. He was talked to, and he willingly talked to them, which he found he, after he talked to cops and lawyers that he probably shouldn't have talked to them because he didn't have to. Basically, all these other people started blowing it up, saying, well, Gearbox is sending guys out to bully this guy. Well, it wasn't Gearbox that did it. Gearbox mm -hmm. had nothing to do with it. Right. So it basically went from this non-issue to people overreacting and blowing up and now calling for people to boycott the game. Um, the guy, I'm trying to think of what his name was like. Sup Motto. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, YouTuber Sup Motto, who creates and, a lot of Borderlands content, making videos with those images. Well, he's been playing the games for years, like lots and lots. So, but like, he in one of the, his videos after all this stuff happened, he admits <clears throat> that he probably shared too much, and he probably should have known there was some line at some point. But in like his his YouTube channel got a bunch of uh, strikes against it. All of them were dismissed, but one. And then his Discord server, where he was sharing some of this stuff, where you actually have to, I think, pay to be part of his Discord server, mm -hmm. got shut down because uh, take the the publisher contacted Discord or something like that, and it basically it violated Discord's terms of service. Mm -hmm. So his Discord got shut down. So that kind of led to people being like, oh, he's getting bullied, and his channel's being shut down and whatever. But it's like, at some point, he had to take responsibility, too, because he was sharing information that was not supposed to be publicly available. Right, mm -hmm. right. So it's it's kind of a catch-22. Mm -hmm. And, like, I understand there is an entire industry of being first with information, especially when it comes to entertainment media, movies, like pictures, like pictures from sets get leaked all the time. So yeah, there's there's an industry that thrives on oh I'm first because you get the most views, yeah, so therefore mm -hmm. you make more money. And I get that that's good for the industry to up to a certain point, but there is at a certain time when you are crossing the line, and you are sharing basically trade secrets, and that's a corporate espionage. That's 
gets to some dicey territory. Right, and that's that's kind of where I like how I felt about it. Like, could have could they have but, done better? Not letting some of this information get out to the public, probably. Like whoever's on the development team that that is allowing information to get out, probably shouldn't have a job. They're they're elite. <laughs> they're they're yeah. not good for companies. But like fan bases, at some point need to understand that companies like it's how to say this. It's good to have corp like company and fan interaction, but there is a certain level at which you have to go. Okay, we are the creator. You're the consumer. You don't necessarily know what's good. Mm-hmm. Kind of step back. You're there, you're crossing a threshold. There needs mm-hmm. to be a certain degree of respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what I are the culture we have nowadays, especially with the ability to to spread information like fucking wildfire, is is definitely not helping this environment. Yeah, you know it. You have to. <laughs> losing all of my trains of thought. I was gonna say, what is going on with you? Right he doesn't now? have enough energy drinking him yet. <gasps> no, I'm like losing every thought I keep trying to put together. I don't know, Paul. What, like, what? What's your take on? Because I know. So, so you, my your your opinion probably goes back farther because, like, back in more of your where you focused on game, like NES and mm-hmm. that era. Mm-hmm. All information came through like Nintendo Power or PGM, oh, yeah. tips and tricks, stuff like that. So, what's your so, what's your opinion on well, this? Well, no, it's it's because I mean, um, back then, like NES and SNES and and all of those, even I would say like PlayStation One, really, there wasn't really the internet. There wasn't these social media outlets where everything was being leaked or everybody could talk to each other. Um, from one side of the country to the other, so uh, you were relying basically on video games or on, on video game magazines to release that information, um, and so I don't think that there was as as strong a need to hide what you were doing, and there wasn't as strong of a desire for people to try to get all the information they could because they couldn't spread it anywhere. So basically, if you knew that something was coming out from a video game you told your circle of friends, but it's not like you in, in Wisconsin were telling somebody in California and then all of a sudden everything was just kind of, yeah, it, it was spread out that way. You're not sending out a tweet that all of a sudden is going to get a million retweets, mm-hmm. which is, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, kind of changing the, the direction, I, I obviously I'm, I'm a big fan of Star Wars. And so the whole thing about the idea of leaks and especially with, with social media and all this stuff, I remember ever since um, Star Wars Episode One was announced, and it especially got to fever levels with Episode Two and Episode Three, where people were trying to find everything that they could, any kind of leaks, any kind of information. And I remember finding a document online. I wish to God I still had this document, but I obviously I think I threw it away years ago. But somebody had written out kind of like a synopsis like from start to finish of Star Wars Episode 2 and I read this thing months before the movie came out and literally I would say that 65 to 70 percent of what was written in there was literally verbatim what the what ended up making it it into the video it was like an early draft of the script I don't know if it was an early script of the draft or, or somebody read the, the somebody saw and somebody saw maybe they saw what the finished product was at the time and said okay this is what's happening here this is what's it's happening like here a cliff notes version. It's, yeah it was like a cliff notes version of the movie like as Ooh, you're watching okay. it they're like saying things one of the things that was it, it completely um, like off the rails of what episode two ended up being was that there was supposed to be like how there was a Jedi Council there was actually a Sith Council and I'm like that would have been really cool if that would have made it in the movie <laughs> but um, but anyways like 65% of this thing was like verbatim like what ended up being in the movie and so you didn't have people who were going after whoever this poster was that said like well you've leaked out almost all of our movie because it didn't really take away anything from the movie, but nowadays with how the social media is spreading and um, information is trying to be protected as much as it can, and yes, you're going to get leaks, and people run with those leaks, and I honestly, I, I, I read 
the information, the the news about this whole leaked situation and what happened with this, uh, the YouTuber and with 2K Games and Gearbox, and this is probably the first time that so everybody is saying like oh this poor youtuber like he's just posting these videos and he's just doing this and and gearbox is going after him and 2k games is just they're bullying him and and they're jerks for this so we should boycott borderlands 3 i honestly i almost feel like okay maybe their methods of going after him were not not the best thing to do but at the same well, time, I mean, it's not like they sent a knee breaker after. No, they that's sent, true. They sent two private investigators yeah. that just went and asked questions. Yes, yeah, that's they true. They weren't there literally physically. Well, no, from all accounts, they weren't there. They're actually physically intimidating yeah. them. That was just the other people adding mm-hmm. fuel to the fire. Exactly. And I almost feel like you know what, this this YouTuber, he's in the wrong. Like he's got. He's got like some kind of guy on the inside who is feeding him this information where then he can post these videos where then he's probably getting hundreds of uh, hundreds of thousands if not millions of views on these videos. So he's profiting off of this leaked information that should not be leaked out for public consumption. Yeah. He knows that it's wrong, and so when these two private investigators go to his house, and I love it that they're they're wearing suits. It's like okay, <laughs> maybe they just want to look nice, but apparently wearing a suit means that you're intimidating. Um, well, some people dressing fancy is intimidating. So. And yeah, mm-hmm. and so this 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 guy he he knows that he's in the wrong. So they're asking questions about who are you getting your sources from? Like how are you? getting this information and he's readily giving them this information because he knows in the back of his mind like yep it was only a matter of time before I was going to get caught and now I've gotten caught so I'm just going to come clean because I, I don't want to hide anything oh, and, the, and one of the big things that makes me definitely go aha he knew he was in the wrong is that once all of the strikes against his channel were go, like dismissed but one of them mm-hmm. he could still make stuff on his channel Yeah, he's choosing to step back and not make stuff Mm-hmm. It's because so he knows he without, was in the wrong, yeah. and without Borderlands, he's got no content whatsoever. So I yeah, mean, well, and see, and that's one of those things where to me it's a, a real fine line because without the consumer, the developer has no like no job, right? Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, without the developer, the consumer does he doesn't have his job either. Yeah, by right. using their stuff to make content, mm-hmm. it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. yeah, without the consumer, you don't have the developer. Without the developer, you don't have the consumer. Yeah, so it's like, you, but, but it, it's such sense, a strange relationship. It, it is, but in that sense, you have to respect each other exactly and unfortunately in this world we're in now with this media sharing shit it's so fan base has gotten to me a bit too toxic for its own good yeah and that goes even just beyond games you know it's funny because i actually because of this this day and age i hate the word toxic Mm. i i I freaking I I loved it when it was just a move on Pokemon. You son of a bitch. I, I knew love it. Was it. I love it when it was just a symbiote. We yes, <laughs> a toxin. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now everybody describes everything like the landscape. Oh, it's if so it's toxic. a negative environment, it's, it's so automatically toxic. toxic. It's so yeah. toxic. It's like stop it. Do you even know what that means? Like stop wow. it. Yeah, pollutant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chernobyl was toxic to yeah, the bomb was toxic to Chernobyl. But you're talking about toxic. Well, I, maybe I'm, I'm going too far. But it's like at the same time, like then they they start putting the spin on it where it's like Borderlands and and 2K Games and, and Gearbox. They're in the wrong. They're completely in the wrong. This is not how you treat your fan base. So know what we need to now do whatever we can in order to shut them down. And it's like who. Who wins in this situation? Well, and, Nobody wins. But see that, and that's what part of what really irritates me the most about it is, it's not people saying it's 2K at fault here. It's that is Gearbox, Gearbox, which Gear- they had nothing to do. And oh, they Gearbox did. They're the parent is the company. De- Gearbox is just the developer. They're not the ones saying. Oh yeah, they're the developer. They're not the, the ones game. saying, "Hey, you're not publisher. supposed to do this." Yeah. But it's the the publisher who's footing the bill, saying, "We're paying for this game. It's ours." You know. Mm-hmm. They're the ones, but they're not getting any of like the the ire that I've seen Gearbox get. Yeah. So it's yeah. one I don't understand that. Well, but that's also too the the misinformation and the sharing of information where people know only half a story or they only understand a certain piece of it, but they're going to run with it because hey, you know what? We got to boycott 
uh, Borderlands Three. Well, who's behind Borderlands Three? It's Two K Games because they're the they're the face of Borderlands. Even Gearbox is the face of it. Gearbox. I thought you said Gearbox was the developer. No, Gearbox is the developer. Two K is the publisher. Everyone's blaming Gearbox though. Everyone's blaming the developer, not the oh, publisher. Right, right, right. But because maybe they think that it's like, well, who's behind Borderlands Three? It's it's Gearbox because they're the ones that are making it. Yeah. And they're not even like that's all that's been associated with Borderlands Three. It hasn't been Two K. It's been it's been Gearbox, and so people are running with this information, even though it's not the correct information. Well, and that actually and just going your, with it. Your whole the you know what's the face of it does kind of bring up a good point because, like Randy Pitchford has a bad reputation. Yes, he does. That's but, actually a lot of what it is, is people chiming in with their own reasons, even beyond this, yeah. of why to boycott this yeah. game, and well, it's because of Pitchfork. Well, my, Pitchford? My, Pitchford. Pitchford. Why do you keep saying Pitchfork? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but so like with that, like, we only, you, you're right, we only know half the story. For the, mm -hmm. pe the people that have been fired from Gearbox over the years, we hear, oh, it's a shitty environment to work in, it's, it's this and it's that, and Pitchford's an asshole, he does this and that. But we're getting the view of someone who is just fired from a company. We're not getting the point of view of a CEO who's having to do his yeah. job, even mm -hmm. if he doesn't like having to do it. Because he has a responsibility to not only Gearbox as a company, but to 2K as the publisher and any stockholders. He has an ob legal obligation to make money for them. Yeah, mm -hmm. a lot of this, or part of this article talks about, besides even just this submoto incident, is um, his. Supposedly, he was accused of physically assaulting Claptrap's former voice actor. Um, what the hell's his name? Well, he was—I don't know—some some financial guy from the company. Yeah, and some to do with his attitude towards uh, Troy Baker. But they say mm. that that was that was one of the other reasons they wanted to boycott it. But again, the guy who voiced Claptrap was kind of a dickhead. Well, and so it's well, like, we talked about that before. Yeah. Like it was basically. He, in order to save money on the development of, of Borderlands 1 and 2, instead of going out and hiring voice actors, they first went, hey, anyone in the company want to do some voices? So one of the financial guys did the voice for Claptrap. Well, he got it's such an ego behind him that I am Claptrap. You can't do it without me. I made this series. And he, like, he was no longer with the company, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'll still voice Claptrap and stuff, but I want this rate for doing the vo for the voice acting. And Gearbox was like, no, we'll give you the standard voice rate that we give voice actors. The guy said, no, I am Claptrap. I am this game. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and it's like, no, dude, you're not. You're as replaceable as everyone else in the process. Yeah. Heck, they would have saved money just by going out and getting a voice actor. <laughs> instead. Of I guarantee you they could have went to YouTube and found someone who can emulate that style voice oh, and been sure. completely okay with it. But, I mean, it's a robot. Mm -hmm. You can change its voice whenever you want. Yeah, Considering yeah. every Claptrap's different anyway. It's a Claptrap unit, which means there's more than one. Yeah. There's, there's been a lot of different Claptraps throughout this series. Yeah, they were all voiced by the one guy doing different yeah. modulations and stuff to his voice. But it's like, yeah, it's you're not that indispensable. It's not like going and getting rid of Ega out of Castlevania where, okay, yeah, he is the visionary yeah. director. Mm -hmm. Or um, the guy from Silent Hill, uh, who's the game director on those ones? I honestly, I'm not 100. percent No, the sure. guy that came up with the the oh, Monty Hero, no. yeah, yeah. So like, oh, for it'd the be like, designs, yeah, it'd be like getting rid of him. Like, yeah, you, I guess you can still go <laughs> forward, but like, you've lost the creative edge behind. This isn't that. Mm -hmm. It'd be like replacing Mark Hamill from episode five to six. Oh, jeez, yeah, <laughs> like nothing ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> But it's, I don't know, supposedly something, too, he's accused of sharing animal cruelty videos on Twitter. But, again, accused. Like, it was it was a kitten getting attacked by a crab. Mm. Something. Mm -hmm. But that, that, to me, that's also one of those things which is extremely irritating to me, which is, all right, so this Randy Pitchford's a piece of shit. A lot of CEOs usually are. Mm -hmm. You have to have some degree of fucked upness to be, like, to, to be that cutthroat to make it to a CEO. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of like being a politician. Yeah. You have to be kind of fucked up to be a politician. It's a lot of... Uh, yeah, to for this one, anyway, there's a lot of pussy grabbing and <laughs> bad hair and being orange, I guess. <laughs> Do you guys remember those angry orange videos? Yes. <laughs> that's kind of what it reminds me. The annoying orange yeah, That's what I mean. I'm <laughs> Just slap a Trump wig on. <laughs> well, we, I won't go too far into that. Please. But anyway... Um, 
but this gets into kind of what starts to irritate me is like let's this whole boycott idea mm-hmm. let's say just to entertain the thought that that boycott amounts to something like all right suddenly it spreads and and nobody buys borderlands 3 and gearbox goes under for mm-hmm. for some reason well now you're putting what about the other thousands of people who worked on this game that have nothing to do with pitchford you know, like the, I'm pretty sure the development crew have don't, don't share this guy's views and probably aren't dicks. Mm-hmm. Like you're putting thousands and thousands of people out of a job just because you don't like this one guy. Like it seems extremely short-sighted, mm-hmm. and it, it starts to get into a weird idea of like separating art from the artist. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. one you and I always go back on is is uh, what is it? Orson Scott Card or whatever? Yeah, off with the Ender's game. game. Yeah, the guy is a massive homophobe. Oh, and he's probably a racist. A racist oh no, too. no, probably he is. He uh, is. Yeah. I like. I knew he was a homophobe, but I didn't remember yeah. anything about his. No, but, yeah. there's, there's been yeah, there's been a lot. But like of separating like so. his Ender's Game is such a great story mm-hmm. that I can go. Yeah, I don't like card, but I do love it, it's this. It's part of the reading curriculum of most high schools, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean another yeah. good one is look at H.P. Uh, <clears throat> Lovecraft. Mm. That dude was completely xenophobic and racist, and he. Oh, I had no idea. Oh yeah, you go his stories, you go through and read them, and if you actually look at him in the context of that, he's a dick. But his stories were great. He's one of the the most mm. prolific and iconic of like horror writers of. Yeah. This. I mean, I uh, guarantee you, you can go through. Any, yeah, you can era. go. You could probably find <clears throat> any author or artist and find something or some opinion they've held mm-hmm. that you wouldn't agree with, and you'd be like, "Yeah, that makes you a dick." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look at even just companies in general. Like I know um, Hobby Lobby. Do you remember when they were when the they were making rights, yeah. the religious rights thing, and they wanted to make um, for, you for have to control. offer health care to full-time which, workers like it was includes, a law yeah which includes providing birth control exactly if, if your employees wanted to get birth control and hobby lobby refused to supply health insurance to their full-time workers because it could potentially lead to birth control and because they're a christian company yeah. they don't agree with the use of birth control to me that's selfish as fuck I haven't shopped at Hobby Lobby since because I think that's entirely irresponsible as a not only to your workers but to just business in general, society as a whole. I think it's. I think it's just it's it's selfishness that you want to do Absolutely. that because just because you are a Christian based company, I mean that's fine. You do what you got to do. But are you really willing to put tens of thousands of people out of a job that they rely on yeah. day in and day out because you are resting on your laurels that we don't want to provide. We want to provide health care to them. We don't want them to be buying birth control. And if this health care act makes us so that we have to provide even that we would rather just shut our doors yeah. than to take care of our own people how religious is that they they i i, I just I, I don't see yeah that that is selfish as can be they came out and even said we will pay a fine for like because i remember it was a fine for every day that they didn't do it and they said mm-hmm. we're prepared to pay it until we're broke that's like that's First of all, it goes way beyond even just mm-hmm. being selfish. Like, even... I, I'm not particularly religious, but it goes even into your religion as you're judging other people's decisions, which mm-hmm. uh, I'm assuming you're not allowed to do. <laughs> as a religious person, you're not allowed to judge others. Mm-hmm. Only God can judge people. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So it's like it almost takes away that idea of free will. because It's not your job to police how other people act, mm-hmm. you know? Which is like I, I I also don't eat at Chick Fil A, I've never eaten there. I don't plan on eating there because I know isn't aren't the owners like homophobic or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they're extreme conservative. They're extreme homophobic, but it's but no, they're they also are. they flat out are. It, it's basically the the food chain version of Hobby Lobby. Yeah. yeah so. so like I've never eaten it. I hear it's delicious, but okay. I'm like, I don't want to eat there because of that. Mm-hmm. But see, the big difference is between me and this Borderlands thing is. I'm not telling you guys you can't go do it. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to eat Chick Fil A, go fucking eat Chick Fil A. I'll have Subway or something. Mm-hmm. You know, which well, Jared's a pedophile, but <laughs> can't have Papa John's either because he's racist. Well, and like I said, that, that's like I was saying. You could find if you dig, you can find something on anyone that you disagree with, and that automatically makes them the villain, the other. Yeah, and it's it's a really bad tribe mentality that needs to die. Well, that even goes way back. It harkens back to our very first episode of this Powercast we did, where we talked about uh, the guy who did Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Oh, uh, yeah, uh, James uh, Gunn. Gunn. James yeah, Gunn. And, and the whole uh, joke he made about rape, like mm-hmm. fucking 15 years ago or whatever. It was, yeah, it was like literally 10 or 15 years ago, he made a comment about, yeah, about uh, rape and, and uh, pedophilia um, because he was doing it to, first off, to be funny, but also as like a... Um, shock. He was, he was, yeah, he was, was being like... Howard Stern shock Yeah, he was like the, the shock, yeah, yeah, for the shock factor. Because um, he was trying to be like progressive, and and it, it came off like that. But it's like that was like ten years ago, and because of the popularity of Guardians of the Galaxy one and two, all of a sudden these these tweets surfaced. Somebody found them, and then all of a sudden he was kicked off of yeah. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three, which Disney has since rehired him back for it because really? there was well there was such a public well, outcrying for well, him to it come wasn't back. just that the entire cast the cast, re- the entire the cast, cast refused to do another Guardians movie without him the cast wow. the cast loved him and uh That's was, a it, was it was mm-hmm. it Taika Waititi was was slated to come in and potentially be the next director mm-hmm. but he refused to touch James Gunn's pro- like uh, mm-hmm. property he was like, I won't do it. So yeah. that's, that's stepping on someone else's well, toes. not even just wow. that. That's a tough act to follow, too. Like, well, I you, tight yeah. could do it. Look at the uh, Thor 3. Yeah, no, I know, I know. So, I mean, I it's... But still, it's it would still be a tough act to follow. Cause yeah. I, I, I actually, I like the Guardians movies more than than Thor Ragnarok, even <sighs> though Ragnarok was good. It was such a great buddy cop, like a buddy cop movie. It was. <laughs> but even so, it's, it's kind of... That whole idea really just... <sighs> It irritates the piss out of me that people are are so wrapped up in their own disagreements, well, and, and things that they don't agree with that they're they're willing to just take down everybody in the path. Well, and I just I it, I just kind of thought about this, and this might be a digression, but it's I, I would like to hear your takes on it because I, I know that a lot of issues people will bring up, like oh the unfair labor uh is going on with like companies where they uh what is that called where they um where when it's it's close to like the game's release launch or whatever it is like they're pushing their employees oh, to stay crunch times? crunch the mm. crunch um and so people are now starting to complain about like oh this is unfair uh to to the employees who are working 80 90 hours a week and and they're having to crunch them because it's mandatory overtime and and I'm like I, I don't why why is it a big deal? Cuz I I know I've seen videos where like if you remember um like Mortal Kombat 1. They talked about like they would literally work on this game for 16 to 18 hours well, a day. I remember back and, then Tobias and and uh Boone said they slept in the office. Yeah, and I was just about to say that. They would work like 16 18 hours a day. They would sleep in the office. They'd wake up and they do the whole th- they do it over again. And they did this for like 4 to 6 months. And they talk about it in like they're kind of proud that their labors yeah. went into the game like this, and nobody had an issue with it. And in fact, they were just like, "Look at the dedication that those guys had. It was a team of four guys who were working 18 hours a day. They were sleeping in the office, like, and their dedication paid off. And this was a game that just completely revolutionized yeah. arcade games and, and you want all this a great stuff. example of that. Look at how South Park is made. Mm-hmm. It's not made, like most shows, they're mm-hmm. made months in advance, and then they just kind of, you know, feed them out. Mm-hmm. South Park, they'd make it like the week it's going to be coming out. Yeah, so that... It, so basically so that an episode airs, and they start the next episode right then. So that it would be fresh. Like, and it, like, if that's something all happened. they do is crunch yeah. time the entire time they're mm-hmm. producing an episode. Yeah. And yet, no one's belittling them. No, and so, and but now it's like, it's a big thing where it's like, oh, crunch time should not... Why, why are people exposed to the crunch? And it's like, If okay, it's a passion project, is it really that... Well... Like and I, not I don't even, know. Like if you're not passionate about it, then what are you doing it to begin with? Well, and not even just that. It's like, like they're trying to step up for these like video game producers who go into crunch time. It's like, well, what about people like like me who just who work in like an office setting, like mm-hmm. a, a non-related office setting? And sometimes, yeah, I have long weeks. I have like I work 70, 80 hours a week sometimes. And and other people who are putting in like 80, 90 hours. Uh, a week if they're working in like law or something like that. Why aren't you? Why aren't you going off on on them for crunch time? Or, or is that just because you're not going to get famous because you're not attacking a uh, a video game company that you dislike? I really don't. I know, mean, man. where where did this where did this change in in where, where did the change come from? Like, why is all of a sudden it's such a bad thing? 
Well, and I, part of it is the internet. It allows everyone to have an opinion and express that opinion out in public. But Even and, if you don't deserve one. And that my big thing is, okay, yeah, everyone has the right to an opinion. Not everyone has the right to share their opinion. That's actually funny. Okay, I love the show, uh, The Orville. It's mm. a really, really good show mm. by uh, Seth MacFarlane. Yep. Better There's... Star Trek than what Star Trek puts out. <laughs> <laughs> but there's an episode of it called um, Majority Rules. It was the premise of the episode is they, they, they visit this planet where any action that is taken has to go to a majority. So literally every living person has a voice. And it, it ends up causing all these problems in there because you're getting people's opinions on things that they know nothing about. Mm-hmm. And so all these all this stuff transpires and at the end, um, one of the characters says, um, Opinions, or no, what does he say? Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. And they all stink. <laughs> <laughs> the right to your opinion. No, that's not it. <laughs> right, did, did you find your quote? No. Of course you didn't. I couldn't find it. And I couldn't find a whole episode for it. Something like because the whole idea of the episodes an upvote downvote system. Yeah, everyone has a little device that allows yeah. them to vote yes or no. So if you go to a restaurant, and you had a bad time, you downvote them. Enough downvotes, and that place gets shut down. Same with public executions and stuff like that. And I, I want to say that the the quote he said was the right to vote is something that is earned; it is not given. So I think it was something like that. <sighs> Found it. What was it? So. Everyone deserves a voice. That's what we're taught. A voice should be earned, not given away. There you go. Perfect. Paul, Paul, it's sad that you could find it in like three seconds when this guy's seen it and he has a better phone and he can't do it. I was watching a video that was it was the <laughs> teaser for it, not actually the episode. A voice should be earned, not given away. That's what you were... Yeah. <laughs> How far of a separation do you think there should be between like content creator and then consumer? To be quite honest, I honest like I honestly don't. Th- there should hmm. see because no, this where, is, this is where I'm torn. I'm, just, well, I'm, this, trying, I'm trying to think of how to how to word this because my the perfect example. So I I was back in two thousand four two thousand five when God of War came out. I did like that game, loved it a lot. Played the first three, played the uh, the PSP spinoffs as well too. Um, but the first one was created by David Jaffe. A lot of people do not like David Jaffe. He is a very just he he is um was a very outspoken creator. He has a very big ego. He has a very high sense of himself that could really turn people off. But you know what though? I don't even care about David Jaffe or what he's done or the kind of person he is or his personality. I liked God of War. And like I don't think that there was David Jaffe like DNA in that game, but it's like, yeah, you can hate him, but you can still like the game. It, mm. I think the biggest problem runs into is when fan input becomes too much of a thing. It's one thing for fans to say, hey, we don't like this about the game, or we do, you know what I mean? Like, could you do it this way? It's a different thing when fans are demanding something from a developer. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember the whole Mass Effect nonsense where they didn't like the way Mass Effect, what was it, 3 ended? Yeah, ended yeah. So they changed it? Like, come on. Like, that That to wow. me is, and I'm going to say your favorite word, that's fan toxicity. As mm-hmm. far as, as that, and that, the separation between developer and fans, it's like, they almost fly too close to the sun. You know what I mean? It's well, like I the closer just... they get, the more <laughs> toxic it becomes. Mass oh, <laughs> God, you're badly poisoned. <laughs> badly poisoned! Mass Effect it was also one of those things where I think the developers bit off far more than yeah, technology they, at the time allowed They for. did. I think it would have... If you had fast-forwarded the Mass Effect trilogy to, like... Because that was, what, PS3? started right yeah. uh yeah 360 yeah yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if they had fast forwarded into this current generation it was only on xbox originally that's right oh, that's yeah. right it was because yeah. they mm-hmm. microsoft financed the first game because no one else wanted to touch it mm-hmm. but if they had fast forwarded it to today's console and, and capabilities i think they could have done what they were trying to do mm-hmm. but again it's still like it is what it is you know if you didn't like it well that's your fault really you know it's that's what they wanted to do a lot of people are always butthurt about 
things when they end. You know, oh, I wish it would have ended this way. Well, guess what? It didn't. That's just how it is. Yeah. You know, and that's where I feel like the fan input is, it almost gets to be too much. Just like this whole, that whole outcry with the Pokemon thing where not every Pokemon's going to be in there. It's like, just because you have a voice doesn't mean that you should say it. Yeah. You know, it's it's not your game. It's for you, but it's not yours. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, it almost gets to a point where, where just accept it for what it is yeah. and enjoy it. Well, and, and people need to go back to those roots of that because now the big thing is like, well, this game was made for the consumers, so the consumers are right. Like if if this needs to, so if, the whole if, customer's if, always right. Yeah, then. the customer's always right. Like, okay, you know what? If if it wasn't for uh, us customers buying this game, you wouldn't even have a job. So you know what? You need to listen to us and you need to do what we're what we're doing. It's like no, we fell in love because you gave us a product that we had no idea was coming out, mm-hmm. that we had no idea of what to expect, and we loved it from the get go so much that now if you continue to make products. From that same line, we're gonna keep buying it because you drew us in. Like, I, where where is this whole thing about like you owe us for this when it's no, well, it's not the case. Funny thing too is like, especially with games, they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Because if they turn out the exact same product, you're gonna eventually at some point have those fans you've burned out because. Well, I'm literally just paying for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Why am I just paying for the same thing? Yeah. But right. then if you change too much, you're going to have the other fans being like, well, this isn't what we wanted. Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Kind of like how Mass Effect went from kind of more of like a Knights of the Old Republic feel RPG. from the first one to a shooter RPG in the second one yeah. to pretty much damn near just an action shooter in 3 without any RPG elements to it. Yeah. So it's like they completely genre changed throughout the series, yeah. which it, it makes me think, like, just imagine if, like, Legend of Zelda and Link came out now. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there would have even been more Zeldas past Link because of how drastically different it was to the nope. first? Nope. Probably mm-hmm. not. Same, well, same thing happened with every single number two of the iconic series is in on the NES uh, or oh, of yeah. the NES era. Absolutely. Super Mario Brothers two was so vastly different from Super Mario Brothers one. Castlevania two was so vastly different. Uh, uh, Link uh, Link's Adventure was um, was so vastly different from Legend of Zelda and all these different games that they changed the the formula because there was nothing established at that point but right. nowadays if those games came out now I can guarantee you that their lines would die right then and there yeah and it's because fans are well first of all you can't satisfy anybody <laughs> like you can't satisfy everybody which right. is which is the problem yeah which I understand you know you want kind of like Destiny does where they want to cater to the ones that have been playing but they also want to draw in more mm-hmm. so like when they release like with Destiny 2 I bought Destiny 2 I didn't buy a single expansion but people who like bought it from the get go got like the season pass and stuff or even if you didn't get the season pass like you bought their DLCs and stuff mm-hmm. well two or three expansions in they release a complete edition for cheaper than what I spent for the base game Hmm. So it like and all I'll get is like a special emote. Who gives a fuck? So I'm fucking jerking off in the corner as an emote. Really? Like that's what my hundred and twenty dollars gets me that I spent on the two expansions in the base game and this schmuck bought it for forty and got all three? Mm-hmm. It's like that to me feels like a slap in the face. Oh yeah. I get what they want to do. They want to draw in people, but they also want to try to appease the people that have been playing by giving them exclusive stuff. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, it's not worth that. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I yeah, I get you. So it's because that happened to me with Destiny One as well, which is kind of why I stopped playing. Like Destiny Two got stale after a while. It was like Destiny One, but with yeah. different shit. Although now with their because they have a new one coming out, a new expansion, um, they broke away from. Is it Activision, who originally owned Bungie? Hmm. Microsoft. No, Microsoft owned Bungie originally, and they broke away from Microsoft. Right, but I thought Activision bought them. Activision just was the publisher, I think. But they were pressuring Bungie to do certain things in the game. Yeah, I think if so. If I'm not mistaken. But I know eventually Bungie broke away even from Activision now, and they're making massive changes to the game. I remember seeing a thing saying that they wanted to, they're going to put the game back to what they wanted it to be, mm-hmm. without having to be pressured from Activision. So, 
who knows maybe I'll, I'll pick it up again but I doubt it mm-hmm. who knows yeah I, I don't know I, games like that I can't get back into unfortunately no I've actually always wanted to get into like the uh, MMOs for like Final Fantasy like Final Fantasy 14 I know Shadowbringers just came out not that long ago their expansion yeah I've always been curious to try and play one of those uh, yeah I I don't know certain certain stuff like that though you have to be in it like at the start otherwise it's it's hard getting caught up and doing stuff. Wow is a good example. Yeah, I was say it'd be like us trying to get into Wow. Yeah, no, I, 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 I couldn't just, do that. Yeah, I don't know. But it's yeah, I feel like especially with this current climate we're in, it's sometimes I think people just need to take a step back, let people do their jobs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and learn to disassociate between certain groups within a company. Mm. You know. The developers of Borderlands 3 are not all monsters like this Randy Pitchford. No. You know? Even if he is, it's all allegedly at this point anyway. Yeah, it's all accusations. It's not even proven stuff. Yeah. So it's like... Even if he is, even if it is proved to be true, does it does it take away from, from the, from the game yeah. that is being made when he has basically next to no involvement whatsoever. Right. He's literally just the, the front man who pays for everything, everything because he's the CEO of the company. But it doesn't change. Like He's not giving input into the game. It's like he's leaving that with the developers who know what to do. The script writers who are writing the script and the story and all that other stuff. Yeah. He has nothing to do with it. So why are you boycotting a game? Because you dislike one person who has absolutely next to nothing to do with that game. Yeah. Do you really feel like it's worth dismantling a fucking franchise that well, I think they're way have, beyond a cult following at this that point. Has, they're pretty that massive. Brought, that has brought hundreds of thousands, if not millions of hours of fun to oh, millions of people. Yeah, I guarantee millions of hours at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, I don't know. It's It was something that kind of got under my skin a little bit when I read the article yeah. and, and all the stuff that developed from it that I kind of... I felt like it was something that was worth talking about. Yeah, no, because like I said, it was um, it was the first time because the uh, the like the videos that I've seen surfacing. Usually, I, I'm like, okay, I, I I see things from one side of the coin, and 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 they're seeing it from the other side of the coin. And this was the one of the very first times I can think of where I'm just like, I think you're you're wrong. Like you're mm-hmm. completely wrong in this whole boycott uh, boycott uh, uh, Borderlands, like. Dude, what what are you trying to accomplish with this? There's nothing like this guy who got his his video struck down, but has now since been brought it back. Like I think he's in the wrong. He is completely in the mm-hmm. wrong for for what he's done. Yeah. And yeah, maybe they went after him a little bit too strongly, but at the same time, like if you know that somebody is is publishing things that you don't want them to get out and you can't find the the mole or the leak that is coming from your your company are you just going to say like we can't find the leak the the leak in our in our ship we're just going to sit here then what uh, <laughs> what are we going to do well, and and that's one of the big that's a big thing too is if a company does not pursue protecting their intellectual property it sets a precedent then where does, then where does it stop well yeah. it's, it's not just one it's not just that it's actually it eventually hits a point where the law is no longer on their side if you don't if you do not actually mm-hmm. protect your your property the law is no longer on your side it it stops being with you it's like when um god what's it called there there's, there's a law for it where basically a term becomes synonymous with with like an, a certain type of thing mm-hmm. that name is no longer trademarkable mm. And it, it becomes public. The name becomes public domain. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. If you don't keep up on it, it's, yeah, yeah. I know and it, it's really it's a, one of those things where it's a fine line between you know protecting your stuff and being an asshole. But sometimes, in order to protect your stuff, you have to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. Kind of like yeah. how you have all these game franchises that are making resurgences because people are buying the rights to them. Because like like with uh, Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage 4 is coming out because Sega let their rights of Streets of Rage lapse. Yeah. So some oh, other team wow. bought it up and they're making Streets of Rage 4. Hmm. And I think Toe Jam and Earl was the same situation. I think so, yeah. So it's well, like... Well, Earthworm Jim is the same way, too. I think the the original creator of Earthworm Jim is now making a, a, a new Earthworm Jim game. Yeah, so it's... Uh, I can see where... Where, why they did what they did, you know? Mm-hmm. And even then, it wasn't even Gearbox. It yeah. was no. 2K, which is their parent company's, I think, Take-Two. 
yeah. or something like that. But come on, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's be better than this. Yeah, exactly. Which actually is funny because we were talking about jokes at the beginning. <laughs> so I've been watching, I've been binge watching um, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. I love that series. I watched it's, it back when it was on Crackle. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Jerry Seinfeld. I know. I'm not, I'm not a big fan well, of Well, the thing is, I don't like Seinfeld stand up, and I don't like Sein- the TV show Seinfeld, well, but I like this. Well, I don't like Seinfeld as a person. Oh. I love Seinfeld as a person. No, he the is, more he I watched is it, an absolute dick in person. Yeah. That's why I like him. Of course. I've identified more with him watching this show than I ever thought I would have. Because he hates everything. He and does. everyone. Mm-hmm. I hate everything <laughs> and everyone. You know what the funny thing is? You guys always used to bitch that I hate everything. Oh, my oh, God. Like, the more funny. I was watching, it's like, I really identify with this guy. Like, I kind of, like, idolize this motherfucker. But it's always stuff that rightfully kind of gets under people's skin. And he just, he says it. Whereas, like, somebody like me doesn't. Mm-hmm. But there was a joke that they had said that that I that was on one of the episodes where, um, I can't remember who his guest was, but he told a joke about a, a, a Jewish guy dies, and he goes to heaven, and he tells God a joke about about the Holocaust or something. And and God says, that, that joke's not very funny. And the guy was like, well, I guess you have had to bend there. Which, it's one of the most multi-layered jokes joke non-joke you can think of because it insinuates one god was not there when the holocaust happened if you believe oh, in that oh yeah and okay you know obviously the whole idea of ah you had to have been there and it you know to make it funny mm-hmm. so it's like one of those <laughs> and i was like dude that's really fucking clever like wait is that the sebastian montescalco yeah, was the ah, maybe because uh, i remember that joke i'm just yeah i don't remember who was on there but th- that one for some reason like really resonated with me i was like that's that's really good like i love jokes like that mm-hmm. and it's just it it got me tickled my bone so to speak <laughs> i said no that's a, it's a really good show because it's it's interesting seeing People that you always expect to be, you know, they're, they're okay. This is this person, so this is the character they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what you always see. It's nice to actually see some of them like relax and be just themselves. Eddie Murphy, he did an episode with Eddie Murphy. Well, yeah, that one. And nice. it's like he's totally not. I was expecting Nutty Professor, like just the way he he's literally nothing like that. No. Nah, so yeah. it was just it was almost weird to see Eddie Murphy in like a very subdued sort of. Granted, he's older mm-hmm. but still even, well, even Jim Carrey the Jim Carrey one's yeah. the only one where I can think of where he at times acts like what you expect Jim Carrey yeah. to act like because he's got a gate instead of opening the gate he crawls over the damn thing <laughs> or like Dana Carvey was one I don't care for Dana Carvey but in the episode yeah. I was like he's it's a pretty funny guy. Like yeah. there are people on there that are actually like super funny that I never thought they would be, including Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I never watched Seinfeld. I don't like it, but I almost kind of want to watch it because it's... I see. I won't watch the show. I just or just stand up. It's yeah. just eh. well, it's kind of like um, Tina Fey was one too. Never cared for Tina Fey until I watched Thirty Rock, and I'm like, you know, she's actually really funny. Like <laughs> this is really good. Mm-hmm. So it's like I feel like certain lights. I don't know. It's very strange, but I, I just thought. You guys get a kick out of that one. Yeah, no. Maybe not so much. Definitely, here. definitely got a kick out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got. Um, go fuck yourself. Um, what? Talking to you two. <laughs> not, the, not the listeners. I'm talking to you two. Oh, I, I, I had a hard time with this episode. You did, but it's only because every time that you had a oh, thought in your mind, it somehow ran, like, away. ran away from you. Yeah, I must say, and I cut out all those parts, so it's... And uh, you tried oh. to find a quote from the Orville that you could not find after looking for like 10 minutes. Oh, that'll keep it. <laughs> and then I found literally found it in 30 seconds. I don't know how you did it. I was trying to watch videos to find it. And yeah, you don't do that. was like searching it. That was a fucking needle in a haystack. You Google. Well, you also don't watch like the teaser trailers to find stuff like that. I didn't know it was a teaser because nowhere in the description did it say this is a teaser. I should have noticed when it was only three minutes long. Like, oh fuck. But anyway, that'll do it for this episode. Yeah, that'll that'll do it for this episode. So let us know what you think. If you guys have any questions uh, that you want to ask, uh, even if you think that they're going to be provocative or that they may not be um, what we're used to answering, ask yeah. us. Let us know. Uh, write us in a comment, and we'll answer it on the next episode. Yeah, either on YouTube, you can comment on one of our videos, or, yeah. or Facebook, on the PowerCast Twitter. there. Facebook, Twitter, 
just send us a shout out of anything you'd like us to discuss. Like I said, yeah. we usually tend to stay away from the big three. You know, race, religion, and politics. Yes. Well, if you guys want us to talk about it, we'll talk about it. Why not? But and we shall watch the world burn. Oh God. <laughs> we're not monetized, so we're not worried about. No, it. we're not. <laughs> Some people just want to watch a world burn. <laughs> but uh, yeah, throw us there. You can watch our YouTube videos on uh, YouTube. Obviously, just said it. Watch our YouTube videos on. Go to Power Trip. Shit, where can they find it? Go to PowerTripGaming.tv. <laughs> takes you directly to the channel. Watch our NES Quest, where we're knocking down every NES game. We've been kind of lax on it lately. But uh, that's because I attribute it to what I call the 8-bit burn, where we're burned the fuck out on 8-bit games. 8-bit eight, burnout. Yeah, so <laughs> we've been playing a lot of side quest stuff like lately. Like your old TV if you left it on too long. The image oh, is still yeah. there. You oh, can't get rid of it. It sure is. Burnt <laughs> yeah. down. I mean, we're 174 games deep. And still cooking strong. No, I wouldn't say strong. We're 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 cooking with <laughs> cooking on medium. We're meats. we're cooking with Crisco. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like you can only take so much nest. You yeah, know what is, I mean? That is true. I just some of these games are so bad, yeah. especially without knocking out all the ones you already know. Mm, right. Going to these unknown games is where the the fatigue starts setting in. Yeah. <sighs> Like Rainbow Islands, that was a that was a heavy blow. Well, and that wasn't really our fault. That was the the system froze. No, yeah, we were pretty shitty on that one. We were the first time around, yeah, because it, we we finished it a lot quicker the yes, second time around. Yes, we did. <laughs> but um, so there you guys go. iTunes or Stitcher, you can find the Power Trip Gaming Podcast if you're watching or if you're listening to this on YouTube. You can find us on one of those platforms as well. Yeah. So yeah, that'll do it. I don't know if I have anything else to add because you covered everything multiple times. I did. Paul, you can always add. I can. You're listening with power. With power. Well, this was well, the power to gaming power case. Obviously, it was, but I just <laughs> I I was kind of lost after because I I just don't know where our YouTube videos are. What's that website? PowerTripGaming.tv takes you right to the channel. You can type it anywhere but, in a but, browser. But it takes you to the channel. Where's the channel located? YouTube. No way! I know! How is it on YouTube? I don't know. YouTube videos are on YouTube? <laughs> no! I'm going to go there right now. Yeah? On my smartphone. <laughs> I don't even think I need to put the unsung in there. Nope, nope, you got it right there. No, no. <laughs> that is a very, very bad insult to Aaron and his work. <laughs> we need to end this like right now. <laughs>